funny how your musical feelings change, isn't it? Now, when this album first came out, and I'm talking about Geezer's Plastic Planet, it was interesting to me. This is 95, you know, Black Sabbath are not in the rudest of health, but this was really, apart from Ozzy doing his thing, of course, the first time that um, a Black Sabbath alumni was producing their own thing, came up with quite, with not a great amount of fanfare, and at the time, I thought that this was crushing, yes, but I also thought it had some great melody in it. Listening again, because of course, all three Geezer albums, and I'll be talking about the other two in subsequent days, are about to come out again on vinyl. Lovely, lovely vinyl, no doubt, um, in the next um, few days too. So I just thought I'd go back and have a look at this. And because I'm now older, I'm an elderly gentleman now, you see, tea and crumpets, walking with a frame, all of that. Because of that, I thought it was a bit, oh, it was ever so heavy. But still with that fantastic melody, or the melody of a certain type. I mean, at the time, you know, in 95, we hadn't heard an awful lot of this. Also, we hadn't heard before a gentleman called Burton C. Bell, who was um, to become incredibly popular with Dino Cazares, you know, in the shape-shifting, um, industrial, and also dance-touching Fear Factory. Oh, Fear Factory, where art thou? They were in their pomp for a while, and you know, that's what metal did. In the subsequent years after this album, it brought in all sorts of different, um, all sorts of different influences. Industrial influences, rap influences, and I was fully into all of that. Oh yes, I even like Crazy Town. And that is something I don't tell many people. Anyway, this album was quite a revelation to me at the time. I remember listening to it with my mate Dave. Hello, Dave. And us being really, really happy with its melding of pretty brutal and, and monolithic riffing. You'd expect that. With Geezer Butler coming from Black Sabbath. But also with really kind of plaintive melody. You know, the, the, when you've got um, the first track to hit here it has you know the, the sort of downbeat and sort of, and then big um big uh, sabbath riffing you know this is catatonic eclipse i'm talking about you know a really big riff but an airy kind of um feel to it as well there's plenty of room to get in here and with um Burton C. Bell doing his kind of Aussie intonation thing and the kind of touch of goth in there. It's a it's a heady brew. You know, those riffs were laid down by Pedro Hauser. Pedro Hauser, wherefore art thou? And the songs were written by those two. And then you've got something that's um that has a real chugging nature to it until it hits a sort of spiky. Um, 
spiky feel, which you'd you'd also hear in body count and the kind of, you know, uh, Rage Against the Machine um, feel to that. This is Drive Boy Shooting. You know, um, Burton Seabell really owns this in the different emotions here. And you've got a really short chorus, which is just a shout out, hey, chorus, and then a, a spitting, splenetic solo, seemingly out of nowhere. You know, there's so much in here that it's almost fighting. The things are almost fighting to be heard. You know, you've the 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 stuff like House of Clouds has such a toughness; it pushes right through. But then, you know, you've got things like um, Detective Twenty Seven. You know, with a sort of um, you know world weary private eye narrative in it. You know, it's about the, the the comic book and. That kind of thing we didn't have in metal at the time. It was really interesting with a massive punky chorus, you know, to, to, to just to slap us in the face. I, I think that um, things like the title track, you know, where you've got huge reverberating drums provided actually by Dean Castronovo. That AOR, Steve Perry singing, Scion of Melodic and AOR Rock producing the big drums here. But, you know, the title track has all of that. But then, you know, a really nice, airy and very sweet melody with... Because Burton Seabell could do that very floaty, sweet chorus. You get plastic planet, you know. It's it almost it's almost a folky feel to it. Sounds weird, but that's the way it sounded like to me. You know, it, it's it's... But you've got a full-throated, hardcore attack on some of this. They they don't forget, you know, the groove. That you know that's that's never left by, you know, in in, in you know in in um, things like science fiction and in giving up the ghost, which apparently was um, about the situation with Tony Iommi and I suppose Black Sabbath at the time. This is an allegation that it's about that. Things like you are desperately seeking Satan. Um, or rather, you are desperately seeking Satan. Yes, that almost bark, but not quite that hardcore bark which will become so eponymous in the next few years, you know, and continues to be. And then we end with Cycle of 60, which is just a lovely, lilting, again, quite folky feel. This is... Well, it's a combination of all sorts of things. It's It's got the kind of huge, monolithic, hammering riffs that you would expect. It's got less of a kind of um, free bass than Geezer Butler use, usually gives us in Sabbath. It's got those big drums, massive beating drums. And, you know, the combination of really tough, guitars and a real attack with that voice to join it and then a lovely clean and clear and listen feel to to the voice look it up you'll see what I mean this is uh, well you know listening to it again it almost seems too much because my you know I, I, I at the moment I think oh Laurel can you I like that so there's quite a lot of that I'm listening to with the usual metal and, and rock and some AOR and melodic rock. 
And sometimes this just seemed a bit too much. I thought, God, crikey, I'm about to take a break here. When I was younger, it didn't feel that way. But it's a four and a half out of five because this leads the way, I think. I may be wrong. and Please correct me on Twitter if you feel this way. But this, I think, leads the way for the kind of music that comes. It's the way things are going. The way things are being thrown into the pot. And I loved that at the time. Not so keen now when I think back, but I loved that at the time. And I'll be looking at the other two albums, which are slightly different. But you know, Giza produced something good here. And we've never stopped talking about the Plastic Planet since then. Ta-ta! Ta-ta!